verse in my mind Between the silver line My heart's in the sky Through the darkest night Let's run till the dawn's first light Drop it The resolution of the future Looking away in the day today Let's try to stop living a lie You join those people in the storm here Someone made a Facebook group that uh, that said, uh, RSVP, we're going to storm Area 51 and see what's in there. 500,000 people have, have RSVP'd. Well, yeah, yeah, you can just do that and then not go. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to be like six people, and they're never going to be seen again. I believe it's September 20th. Neat. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Stay tuned, I guess. What do you think they're going to find in there? Probably nothing. Yeah. First off, it's probably all underground. Also, it's gonna be like a base. Of that is a shit. month and a half of notice. That's almost, two, it, yeah, a month and a half. Of, no, almost two months of notice. There's plenty of time to move the aliens if there are any. Yep, or the magic school put up new Muggle warding charms. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a thing from pop culture and then we talk about it. Usually, it's a thing that sucks, but instead, it's a thing that I like. I'm Sky. I'm Jake. I should have gone to the bathroom before we started this. I. I mean, you can do that now. No, it's fine. It's give fine. You, it'll give your voice a sense of urgency. Uh-huh. An urgency this episode deserves because a whole bunch of fighting happens. And if there's a lull in the conversation, I'll just pee myself and that'll really I boost mean, things up. You, will it, though? <laughs> I don't know. It'll really get a reaction from you. I mean, I'm not gonna... I don't tend to stare at your crotch whilst we do this. I mean, but if I say, I've pissed on your couch... <laughs> Okay, that'll that'll gra- that'll grab my attention. You're right. Remember your couch? Well, no, I do. It's, uh, full of pee. Oh, cool. I That's guess it's I'll your say. couch now. <laughs> Unscrew it and put it in your tiny hatchback. It actually might fit. It comes apart pretty. F- and there's it, that hatchback is surprisingly roomy. A trial for another day, perhaps, or yeah. maybe later today. Anyhow, but right now <laughs> we're watching My Hero Academia episode number eleven. Game over. Y- yes, we are. <laughs> If you recall from the last episode, it's weird doing a, a show that has, like, carryover from the previous episode, other than, like, a, the just the briefest glimpse of some sort of continuity, like we had with Turtles and, I guess, Inhumans, but I'll be real, I don't remember a lot from Inhumans. There was a dog! I remember Karnak punching a bullet out of a lady and very little else. There was a dog! There was a dog. We didn't get enough dog, I remember that. They always had to find a reason for him not to be around. <laughs> well, he got s- sick? Not sick. Tired. Drugged and tired. Anyway, we're watching My Hero Academia, episode 11, season... G- g- My Hero Academia, season 1, episode 11, game over. So bad shit's going down in the USJ. Uh, bad guys showed up while the kids were going to learn how to rescue stuff, but instead... There's they like, have to learn to rescue themselves! That's right. There's like 200 bad guys that showed up. Uh, Izuku... Sue and fucking your, your Mineta uh, just escaped the, sh- the sinking ship zone. And as uh, they escaped, Deku broke two of his fingers and everybody else is pretty okay. And Mineta makes sure to let us know that he uh, took a dump that morning and his uh, his balls are stickier when he, he takes a dump better. That's a good thing to know. I missed that when we watched that the first time through. <laughs> that if he poops, his balls are stickier? Yep. All right. Well, in the English dub... He says, I had a good poo this morning. And uh, the Japanese subtitles just said, if I ha- I had a bowel movement. 
but it didn't specify the quality of the bowel movement. Oh, so, so he, so in, so we know from watching the the dub version that it was a good bowel movement. That is correct. We'll we'd only watch the subs. We would have uh, been questioning. We would have wondered the, the quality, quality of his BM, right? Of this little boy's poops, which is a strange thing. Now there's only 19 other classmates to wonder about their poops. <laughs> Uh, do you think that the invisible one poops invisible? Uh, yeah, probably we don't see the invisible one in this at all, and I, I don't mean that as, like, a joke. She's, <laughs> <laughs> well, she's in the same area that Tailboy's in. You just can't Oh, is see that her. why he's alone? Yeah. But he's not alone? Okay, right. I was gonna ask you that when we got to there. It comes up later. She must have popped off her gloves or whatever. Because she's invisible all the time. But as they're coming to shore, uh, Deku is mumbling to himself, saying that how reckless the, their escape plan was and how uh, there could have been more bad guys. And Sue's just like, dude, k- focus up. We we did that already. We're fine. We need to think about the next move. Because here's the thing. Froppy's great. She's the most tactically minded mm-hmm. and cool under pressure. Like, Mineta's been crying this, this entire time, uh, except for what he's trying to sexually assault people. <laughs> Deku agrees with her and he points to this, the like an exit. He's like, yeah, let's, let's just try to avoid some guys and we'll, we can escape. But then he remembers that Azawa's fighting, like, 400 dudes all by himself. I mean, he's doing great yeah. for now, but, he, the, you know, it's a lot of people. They're going to run out of energy and adrenaline eventually. The distance and, and closeness to that fight that the shore gets uh, varies, I think. I mean, it's possible that the fight just moves. I mean, there are a lot of dudes running around and I getting punched in true. different directions. But you're not wrong. In that case, these guys spend a lot of time just standing right here. Yeah. Well, maybe they all had to pee, and they just wanted to do it in a way that wouldn't be uncomfortable. Yeah, I guess that's true. I feel like that uh, Sue would be hypersensitive to you peeing in the water near her, though, because she's a frog. That's true. She would know. You know how frogs drink? Through their bodies. Do they? Yep. Well, there you go. But uh, Deku convinces the other two that they should go and check on Azawa, and maybe they can help him by taking out, you know, some of the lesser bad guys. Um, It's not a terrible plan. It's not. And, you know, at least Froppy is good at fighting. Is Deku, that her? Is that her uh, uh, yeah, that's her superhero name. Fro- Fro- Froppy. Froppy? Yeah. That's a... Uh, I mean, there's not a good frog-based <laughs> superhero name. Toad's already taken. And that's not even that good, really. It's not. Froppy. Froppy. This may come as a shock to you, but Bakugo wants his superhero name to be Emperor Explosion Murder? Yeah? Yep. I guess that's a pun in Japanese, but I only speak this language, so I don't know <laughs> if it's funny or not. Do they let him be? No. Uh, Midnight is in charge of helping them find their names. And she's like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Is Midnight someone I know? Midnight was the a lady that we saw previously. She's one of the faculty. Oh, okay. She's also a professional superhero. Her skin emits some sort of Midnight? pheromone scent oh. thing that makes dudes fall asleep. And she's also kind of dressed like a streetwalker. We cut over to the landslide zone where Todoroki is. And dude's frozen like six dudes at a time. And he's narrating to himself, uh, thinking about how it seemed like maybe these were just elite dudes. But now they're just guys that uh, the main guy found. So there's only like five actually dangerous people. Everyone else is just a nincompoop. <laughs> I mean, it's true. He, <laughs> Most of them are just like... Regular humans with a weird head or something. (laughs) 
But after he froze six guys, two more dudes pop out of nowhere and attempt to stab him, but he freezes them both in place also, and then threatens to kill them with hyperthermia and frostbite, unless they tell him information. It's a good plan. It is. He's a terrifying young man, because he, he's the, the son of the number two superhero, so he has some technical training, and he's apparently very good with his quirk. And he, like, graphically describes how frostbite works. One of the guys he froze starts crying. <laughs> he's a cruel man. Uh, this little kid threatened to murder, and he just starts crying. Well, that's I what happens when you're a little bad for him. Kid. I mean, yeah, he's a child murderer, but also feel a little bad for him. But not a lot. We got over to the mountain zone. Uh, Kaminari uh, and Jiro and Momo are together. Uh, Jiro is the one with the earphone jacks, Kaminari has electrification powers, and Momo is the one with creation powers. This, uh, this episode explains more of their powers, and I like that, because I forget. Yeah, they, they kind of neglected that for the beginning, you know, ten episodes. <laughs> like, yeah, we got a couple, but there were the rest of the class stuff. were yeah, we left got, out. We didn't get them all at once, which is nice, because I would never remember any of them if we got them all <laughs> at once. That's fair. So they've got a crowd around them. We got like a chicken guy and an alligator guy, and a lot of them have like material weapons. So that alligator guy is just a that's a Ninja Turtles action figure. <laughs> it's definitely Leatherhead. Um, it's and probably that's a chicken one too, right? The, well, probably, but it's definitely Beak from uh, X Men. You know that hideous character oh, yeah. from <laughs> New X Men from that run that everyone else seems to like, but I think is really bad. It's not my favorite. It's Grant Morrison. Do you Grant Morrison, Jake? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Is that so, guy a scyther? He looks like a scyther mixed with a machop. Which one? That one with a uh, sharp arms. Oh. I mean, could be. It's hard to say. They're just cannon fodder, so they don't get, like, descriptions. There's a Playboy bunny on the side there. Yeah, there sure is. Um, but Momo has created weapons for herself and for Jiro. Um... Because she's thoughtful. And they start arguing with Kaminari to do something. Because, because, you know, he's got the electrical powers. And he explains that he can't control it at all. Um, and he can't even get his communicator thingy that he's wearing on the side of his head to work. Because somebody's canceling it or causing interference or some such. He's got, like, a scouter from Dragon Ball Z without the viewfinder. Is that what that is? Kinda. So, Jiro being tactically minded, just kind of kicks him into a guy because he can cover himself in electricity and not shoot it every which way, but he can be a human stun gun. It's and a good then, system. I mean, it worked. And then she plugs her ear jack into her boots, which have, like, incredible speakers in them. Yeah, boot speakers are neat. And, like, it pumps out her heartbeat, which causes, um, like, thunderous waves of force. And some guy who had, like, a fist made of rocks and a stretchy arm was trying to punch them with the rocks. How do you get from, I have these weird dangly headphones, to, if I plug them into this speaker, (laughs) I can shoot deadly waves of sound from my heartbeat? (laughs) There's a lot between A and B there. Um, yeah, boots. These boots were made for walking. (laughs) It's A.1. Boots are A.1. Uh, I don't know, man. She figured it out, though. She sure did. Good for her. I mean, she can also use them to, like, poke people and, like, throw darts. I've seen her throw darts with them before. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, they're just extens- extensions of her earlobes. It's that are prehensile. Weird. Yeah. And they connect to, like, phones and stuff, because, wh- fuck you, that's why. Yep. 
<laughs> so uh, some other guys go to attack. Momo throws a, a netted bolo at a at a guy from her hands, like she could just throw shit, which is pretty rad as hell. Her power's so cool. Um, and the three, like the stretchy arm guy and the netted guy, both hit Kaminari, who continues to electrocute them. And uh, Jiro continues to just shoot her heartbeats at people. And she <laughs> she reprimands Kaminari for not asking for some sort of aiming equipment for his thing. Uh, which is, yeah, that's a good point. What, a, what an asshole. Uh, also, um, Momo has a shelf as part of her costume. Yeah, she's got a shelf on her ass. There's a single book. I don't know how it's staying there. Because I, I don't see like a strap or anything. And that girl's jumping around and doing kicks and stuff. Right? Um, and crapping out blankets. <laughs> she does explode. Craps out. I don't think she craps out of her back. Looked like it came out of her butt. It didn't. It tears up the front of her shirt, too, somehow. But she produces, like, a, a sheet of insulation that's 100 millimeters thick. I guess that was the requisite number. She knows that because of reasons. And uh, protects her and Jiro from the electricity. So Kaminari cuts loose. And electrocutes everyone around them. In later episodes, he will call this his indiscriminate shock and then yell one million volts or some such. <laughs> um, Do you think that guy was a skeleton before <laughs> the electricity or uh, after? Uh, maybe he's still getting electrocuted and we can see his skeleton. I was going to say, I, I mean, with this group, it's hard to tell. It really is. How long have you been a skeleton, sir? <laughs> Since birth. Hey, chicken's extra crispy, though. Ayo! Because anime, Momo uh, had her costume torn off. Not, I mean, really, just the breast part of her costume. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense because it was the back that blew out. But whatever. Uh, Jiro was there to protect her nudity from us, which is polite of her. And uh, when Kaminari puts out too much electricity, he kind of goes into a fugue state. I believe the narrator calls him an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> His brain short circuits, and then he becomes a huge idiot for a while. So he's just kind of walking around giving thumbs up and giggling. And then we see a hand punch out of the ground. That'll be important later. Okay, I was going to say, I don't think we come back to that. In we this don't. Episode. But we do cut back to the trio in the water. Um, I bet that diaper that Mineta's wearing is just full oh, yeah. of both shit and water. All those absorption beads are just plum, yeah. plum full. And Azawa's still jumping around, kicking ass. Not taking a whole lot of names, but he's doing his job. And uh, Handy comes running at him, and he's listing off times, which is strange until you, he explains it. Um, as Azawa elbows him in the chest... His hair falls down, and uh, Handman explains that he noticed his tell. And when his hair falls down, he had to blink, and his, uh, he couldn't use his quirk anymore. So uh, Handy gets his, el his hand on Azawa's elbow, and he just kind of disintegrates it in something that would be incredibly painful. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, his skin just kind of cracks off, and we just see the like loose muscle in there. And uh, Azawa's like... Okay, well, I can't use that arm anymore. And then he proceeds to knock out, like, four dudes. So he's still doing okay. He seems pretty good at this. He's pretty spry. Handy did announce what the tell is. So when his hair is up, everybody's just kind of holding back and not attacking him anymore. Even though most of these guys just have, like, metal claw hands. Yeah, that one guy had just had ape arms. 
I bet. Yeah, I don't think you can still cancel that. Guy, yeah, yeah, you're still strong, even though you don't have your. Maybe that's what a heteromorphic is. The one man seems to be made out of patchwork. He's like a quilt man. He's an old doll. Maybe. Uh, but Azawa takes out four dudes, and then Handy is just standing there, complimenting him at being so good at what he does. Um, but then he's like, "Yeah, but I brought this guy," and the big scary ass crow face brain guy comes over yeah it's a crow but his eyes are on his brain and uh he we don't see what happens but we see the terror in deku's eyes as it happens we just see a little blood and some goggles yeah like the the goggles get smashed off his face and then we cut over to the entrance where 13 is facing off against warp gate guy who has a name but i don't remember it probably jonathan i think it's chronogiri something like that and because he has teleportation gate powers, he opens one in front of him and opens another one behind 13. So she's using her own quirk against herself. And yeah, she... I mean, it's a really good use of his power. Yeah. To use her power against very clever. Her. And it rips apart her spacesuit. And it seems to be that it's just hollow inside. Yeah. So I don't There's know. No gooey nougat center at all. <laughs> yeah. But eventually, like, the second that I... you. You would think that the second she realized what was happening, yeah, she, she would have would turned stop. that shit yeah. off. But it proceeds to disintegrate her back, and she just kind of crumbles as an empty suit. So I don't know if she's just like a collapsed star or something inside of a people suit. Or if there's just a, an animated suit. I don't know what her deal is. But she's not in there. And she kind of becomes taken out of the fight. At this point, <laughs> I remembers, I, I should have been running this whole time. Right? For someone who's quick he's fucking slow as shit yeah and a guy who's so adherent to the rules when a teacher said hey go get help yeah you'd think that he would have just done that um so he finally makes an attempt to escape but uh, warp gate guy jumps in front of him and we get shots of the other kids fighting and then dupla arms tackles uh warp gate guy which isn't a thing we would have assumed would have worked but it did because because reasons he's got those wings or whatever yeah he, well, we were led to believe that he was just like a uh, a smoke body. A mist. Yeah. So, Ida keeps running. Warpgate uh, swoops at him some more. We cut over to um, the Momo, Jiro, and Kaminari. And we see some guy, like, come out of the ground. I guess we did get a little resolution on that. Yeah, but that's, I don't think we get we don't, what yeah, happens. Right. That'll happen in the next episode. And then we cut back to where Azawa is. And... Uh, we see the three of them watching in horror. There's a whole bunch of blood on the ground. And we just see Azawa's face, like, planted into the ground. It's not great. Uh, Nomu has him by the arm, and his arm looks very broken. Nomu is the big crow, in case you're worried falling along. Yeah. Then we cut to a commercial break. What do you think the commercial is going to be about, Sky? Uh, oh, popcorn. Popcorn uh, from Waukegan. And Matilda Whittleman. She's the popcorn king of uh, the Midwest. <laughs> the popcorn looks really good. I don't know. Can you get real good popcorn in Jewel? I I mean, it's probably just popcorn in bags. G- uh, it is. Okay. Yeah, GH Creators. I've never really had, like, you know, store-bought popcorn that was pre-popped in a bag like that. That was like, oh, this is fucking delicious. Right? It's always been like, this is serviceable. This is serviceable. <laughs> it's, oh, this is not my first or even like my fourth choice of snacks, but it's here and I'm going to eat it. I gotta, I gotta get back to the farmer's market. Get me some more kettle Man, corn. Man, fresh kettle corn is so fucking good. It sure is. 
It's got that sweet and salty going for it. Oh, it's like eating uh, happiness. Like, yeah, it's like eating like less good for you cereal. Just a sticky happiness. It literally all the same elements of cereal are there. Yeah, sugar, popped corn, milk. So we got back. We're in the collapse zone where Bakugo and Kirishima are fighting a bunch of guys. They're both doing very well. One of them just took out a He-Man villain? A Thundercats villain? Yeah. Hard boy? Yeah. <laughs> um, so they, they handily defeated their guys, and they're having a discussion about going to find the other kids because some of them don't have the offensive capabilities that they do. Because, you know, they want to protect their student. Well, Kaminar, or Kirishima wants to protect the other students. Bakugo says that he's going to find the Warp Gate guy and kill him. I feel like it's this, I mean, you know, you kill two birds with one stone. Killing that guy will help everyone else. Yeah, that's his whole deal. Like, Kirishima wants to protect people, but Bakugo's thinking long game, where if he takes away their exit, then they're stuck there and they have to pay for their crimes. Which, you know, makes a lot more sense. In the midst of that conversation, a chameleon man pops out and tries to stab them to death, but Bakugo saw them somehow and exploded their face. Uh, these children are very adept at killing and <laughs> fighting. He's still alive. For now. I mean, he's not doing great. His head got exploded, but once Bakugo lays out the reasoning behind uh, not wanting to find the other students specifically, Kirishima's like, you know, that actually makes sense. It's weird you're being like calm and collected about it. And Usually then we you're s- a big old bitch. <laughs> and we see uh, Kirishima imagining Bakugo as a demon man with pointed teeth screaming, die, die, die. Which Bakugo doesn't really care for. And he yells, proving uh, Kirishima's point. Um, but then uh, Kirishima is just like, you know what? Actually, you're saying that everybody can handle themselves and you uh, believe in your friends. So, you know what? I am going to team with you. And we see the other kids. Uh, we got Tailboy. He seems to just smash a dude with his face. He sure does. <laughs> I guess he's a martial artist, so he's fine at that, but... And we ne- we never see her, but Invisible Girl's there also. I mean, yeah, she's probably right next to him. <laughs> maybe. Well, maybe not, because he was flying through the air at that point. Yeah, but like when he was hanging upside down, she's probably standing right there. Yeah, that could be. We go over to the Squall Zone, and we see Coda uh, just kind of standing, looking terrified as three people descend on him. And then Dark Shadow smashes them into a wall. Because, uh, fuck, what's this kid's name? I can't remember his name, but Bird Boy uh, is there. His power's so cool. Like, later he re- or learns how to cover himself in living shadow as, like, an armor. It's pretty rad. Neat. It is neat. And we cut back to Ida, uh, who's still running from Warp Guy. Uh, Ochaka has realized that uh, there is some body armor in the mist, so she grabs it and hucks it in the air, throwing him off his game because there must be a physical body in there somewhere. So Ida gets stopped by the door. <laughs> and... Uh, Tape Arms uh, snags the uh, the body armor, and Sugar Rush grabs it and swirls it around, and just hucks it. Is Tape Arms his hero name? No, I forget what his hero name is. Okay. I don't remember his people name either. It's very similar to a different name that I get mixed up. I get a lot. They all sound kind of the same to me because I am. Uh... Well, it's either Jiro or Iro or something. It's yeah. very similar to another kid in the class, so I just call him Tape Arms because that's what he's that's got. That's fair. But he makes it out, and he makes he just books it for class or for school. But we uh, cut over to where Azawa is, and we watch him get his arm broken some more. 
It's pretty graphic. He just crushes his bones. Yep. Nomu's not fucking around. He also says no words. It almost makes it worse. Yeah. Azawa tries to cancel out his quirks, but he is a big hulking guy. Uh, and he just kind of smashes his other, like, Nomu smashes Azawa's other arm. Does so it, he's, he's out of arms. The hand, the hand guy calls him a creation at one point, I think? Yes. Is he not, like, a... He was created. He was, like, built whole cloth. He's not a real person. Yeah, so then, I mean, maybe that doesn't cancel his quirk either if he's not Well, there's like that, that, and also we'll find out later. Well, actually, we'll find out in the next episode, so I'm not going to tell you. Son of a bitch. Um, but Azawa's quirk isn't working on it. We're going to find out that some that's someone's brain in there? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. But you'd think that would be... A huge weak spot. Just right. Just touch that lightly, and it should take care of it. But maybe not. I think, like, if a butterfly landed on it, it'd probably really <laughs> fuck you. That's not great. Uh, but Nomu smashes Azawa's face into the earth. It looks like I don't. know, It's probably cement or something. And there's like a, a crater that forms, and it can't be good for you. No, you should be dead. Yeah, I mean, realistically, he should have just popped his head like a grape, but he didn't. Um, but the kids are just like, we, we can't do this anymore. We got to do something. We got to leave or do something. Uh, cause they're, they're all just kind of frozen. But at that exact moment, uh, Kirogiri, warp gate guy, uh, shows up and he talks to Handy. He's like, I put 13 out of action, but one of the students got out. My bad. And, uh, Handjob here, like, has kind of like a nervous tick and he starts scratching at his neck just to make him creepier than he was before yeah it's real it's so humanizing it's very uncomfortable to see this man covered in hands just furiously scratching himself it's it's very effective handy is just like if you weren't our exit out of here i would kill you and i believe him he would have done it um but because the kid you know he's like the kid got out so more heroes are coming and, I mean, one of them was able to fight, like, 300 of them. So if more than yeah. one of them shows up, we're definitely going to lose this fight. One of them plus children, Sky. <laughs> I guess that's fair. They're going to bring that bear. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the kids hear that they're going to leave. And Mineta takes this opportunity to grab uh, Sue by the boobs. And she, you know, just, stick, just plunges his head underwater and hope, doesn't kill him for some reason. Um, but... They're kind of excited because maybe they don't have to fight, and Deku has some inner monologue about how they know, or they should know, that this is their really only chance because they're going to beef up security here at the school, and they've been planning this, so right now is probably the best opportunity. And then Handjob looks over, and we know that he noticed them earlier, and he rushes over. I guess he's got like a dash option in his power set. (laughs) He just books it over, and he's going to kill Sue in order to break All Might's spirits. He's going to just kill some children. Which would probably do it. That's yeah. fair. Um, and he gets all five fingers on her. But Azawa was able to look up and cancel out his quirk with one eye. He's covered in blood. He's bloodshot. And his face is all not great. And then Nomu smashes his head in the ground again. So it's not looking great for him. He, he had o- a bad day. If only we knew someone who could punch real good. Finally, Deku has had enough and has remembered that he wants to be a superhero and chooses to do a thing. So he goes to punch Handjob as hard as he can. And you know what? He charges up his arm. He takes that swing with his good hand. And he connects with something. And it looks like he did a good job because there's so much shockwave off of this punch. Like, it, it 
wrecks all the lights. It blows a whole bunch of dudes away. Uh, for some reason, like, Sue is still sitting there with Mineta. They didn't get blasted away, which is... Okay, sure. Maybe she went underwater for a second. Uh, no, because what's-his-face still has her? No, he doesn't. I don't know. But, like, he notices that his arm didn't break, and then we see Nomu standing there. He's the one that took the hit. So he rushed over to take that hit for that guy? Yeah, is Nomu is incredibly fast. Ah. Uh, and apparently very, very loyal to Handjob. And Deku remembers Sue hypothesizing that they probably have a way to kill him or kill all might so maybe they got a guy that can do that uh and handjob also notices that uh deku's power set is pretty similar to all might's so nomu reaches up like he grabs deku by the arm and is gonna like smash his face in sue goes to save him with her tongue but uh handjob goes to kill both of them uh both her and mineta you know what go ahead get mineta it's fine uh, but but don't kill my frog girl. And meanwhile, even more of uh, what's his nuts his blood is just soaking in the ground. <laughs> yeah, Azawa's face blood is just leaking all over the place. But right before anything happens, before anybody can connect with anybody else, the doors kick in, and all the kids and everybody looks over, and we see a man in yellow pants walk through, and then we see a, a, a white shirt with a blue tie. Who is it? It's all might. He oh. showed up. For the first time in the series, not wearing a smile, he's very angry. And he yells, I am here, because that's his catchphrase. And Mineta is very happy to see him, as is everybody. Deku has some reservations, because he knows about the time limit and whatnot, and knows that it's already been hit, so he doesn't know how long All Might's going to be able to fix this, or, you know, keep his form and fix this. But, uh, All Might takes off his jacket, he just kind of throws it away. And he's gonna fuck some shit up. He could have left that jacket at home, but he wanted to be a uh, real extra about it and throw it to the side when he got it. Yeah, it, how can? I mean, he doesn't have his cape. He can't dramatically whip his cape around. He's got to throw his jacket. That's true. So uh, Deku's arm didn't break, right? Is it because he didn't hit what he would, thought he was gonna hit, or because he got he's getting better at this? It is a little of column A. It is a little of column B. Hmm. We'll find some more stuff out about Nomu. And how his Nomu's powers works. Uh, that will explain it a little bit. And also they'll analyze uh, the punch that Deku threw. And uh, what the implications of him not breaking his arm were. Maybe not in the next couple episodes, but eventually. I see. And I'll explain it once we get past the next episode. Because some real cool shit happens. I see. And I'd rather not spoil it for you. I'm going to go read about it on the internet. Then do it. No. Okay, fine. Great. So, Jake. What? Uh, what was the most turtle hook part? That time when All Might showed up. <laughs> no, that, uh, what's the ice guy's name? Uh, the Todoroki. I like him. That was neat. Yeah, him threatening grown men. I guess all <laughs> of the, them cry. I guess all of the, the children's fights were good, watching the children work together and win. That was turtle-rific. That's true. Because, uh, because electric guy and headphones lady <laughs> and boobs... <laughs> They they did they were fun they they worked together they were a really good team. well yeah, and then when I Ida was trying to get out they all worked together really well yeah, it is neat when uh, the kids put their powers together to accomplish a goal, you know it's the best part of X Men. I was just gonna say that's the probably the hardest part, but when it works, the most interesting part of X Men is like figuring out how to use their powers in new exciting ways. Yeah, in tandem instead of just having Colossus throw someone. At someone. <laughs> Look. 
When it stops working, we'll stop doing right. it. Right, I mean, it's a very effective. I, he once threw Wolverine out of spaceship, and Wolverine smashed through the windshield and got <laughs> the guy to bring it down. The best use of powers ever for anyone on anything is when Kitty Pride rode that bullet through the planet Earth. <laughs> yeah, she shouldn't have been able to do that. And then she was lost in space for a long time. Yeah, until Magneto just found it and brought her back, even though it was traveling at a very high velocity. Yeah, but you know. Who had the coolest quirk? I don't know, they're all the same ones we keep seeing. Right, but they, we got to see them do more stuff with it. I don't know. No one did not did anything I didn't know they could do. Oh, I guess we got to see What's-Her-Nuts uh, use her speaker shoes. <laughs> so I guess we'll and go you saw with, a hand job do his disintegration We'll go arm. with What's-Her-Nuts in her speaker shoes. Jiro. Sure. <laughs> her quirk is earphone jack. You keep saying that. That's what it is. I'm going to give it to Momo because I think her power is super neat. I liked when she just kind of threw a bolo net out of her hand. And when she, like, pulled a sword out of her thigh. That's kind of a power I'd like to have. <laughs> just pull swords out whenever I fucking feel like it. You, Wear a book on my ass. You pretend like you're not into it, but you also like that she was topless, guy. <laughs> no, I wish that, like, they redesigned her costume. Because the way they explain her power has to work is that it turns lipids into whatever. So fat. So it would make sense for her to have like a tank top or like a crop top or something. But there's no need for her tits to be out like that. Yeah, but I started that sentence with you pretend not to like it. So everything you said was already negated before you said it. I guess. <laughs> uh, Semantics. <laughs> Who's the most likable or effective character? I mean that Nomu was very effective. He was. I didn't like him. Well, it's or. Yeah. Likable or effective. Well, we'll go with him, because he was very scary. <laughs> yeah, him and Handjob are very scary characters. Yeah, he, uh, he crushed that man's head to blood. Uh, I'm going to give it to Tape Arms and, Jira and uh, Sugar Rush, because they were the ones who were like, Hey, Mineta! Or not Mineta. Hey, Ida, maybe fucking run for it now. Because they reminded him that he should be running. Yeah. It's very effective. He shouldn't He shouldn't have even been in this episode. He should have left when they told him to. <laughs> Yeah, you got cav engines. Just fucking run, yo. You've Whatever. got cav engines. Yeah, it's that's a what... stupid sentence. <laughs> yeah, a little, but also it's pretty rad. His legs must be so heavy. <laughs> if he kicks you, you like a horse, you go down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The reason that police put their like when roadblocks happen, they put their cars nose to nose it's because that's the heaviest part of the car so if you're thinking that'll be the weakest part to get through that's the heaviest poor part of the car so when you try to ram it you slam into the engines and then you don't get through you're always trying to run roadblocks <laughs> look i've got a lot of coyoteing to do i don't know what that means i'm getting people across the border oh canadians right they're trying to get back home <laughs> we gotta get you guys out of here we want the fuck out of here Go home to your sweet, sweet maple syrup. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Jake. What? What did you do for a pop culture palette? Well, shit. Um, when did I see you last? Probably last Sunday. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, we definitely finished uh, Stranger Things Season 3. Any good? Um, you ever seen Stranger Things Season 1 and 2? It's pretty much the same, but, I mean, it's still fun. I'd watch it. People um, say that it's the best so far. It's the most colorful, and I like that. All right. I mean, I do, I do think it was my favorite of all of them, but they're all kind of the same. I've only seen season one. 
and it was fine. I did not. Uh, I think season two is the weakest of them. I didn't really see any of it. It's okay. Uh, I'm gonna watch the next one when they make it. They, they casually mention Christmas at the end, so I'm hoping for a Christmas Stranger thing. Well, wasn't the first one kind of Christmas? Oh, no, there's just Christmas lights. Yeah. And the second one takes place at Halloween, and then this one took place at 4th of July, so they shifted. They skipped Christmas? They shifted, yeah. They shifted to a holiday situation, so <laughs> let's hope there's a Christmas Stranger thing. God, I hope they run long enough till they get to Flag Day. <laughs> it's Bastille Day. Look at this strange baguette. It's such a strange thing. Strange baguette. I finished the book I was reading, The Gypsy Morph by Terry Brooks, so I'm two trilogies into the Terry Brooks saga. Yay. Only 30 more books to go. <laughs> but first I have to, I just got uh, Star Wars Alphabet Squadron, so I'll probably read that first. And um, also I was trying to catch up on all the comics that I had sitting there. So I'm all caught up on Uncanny X-Men. That's good. Um, I, the Realms. Yeah, I, I just went to the comic shop yeah, yesterday, and it had been... A while since I had been there, and my total came to around $150. I was just going to ask how much is four months worth of comics. Uh, and those are just, that's like what was in my pull and a couple other comics that I was catching up that's on. That's actually way less than I thought you were going to say. It's because I hadn't been pulling the other shit that I usually just walk around and pick up as I'm in the store. Uh-huh. I was going to, I'll do that at a later date. <laughs> it means you have to remember everything you were going to pick up. It's written down oh, in my good. phone. I guess which would mean it's text in my phone. I only I only read like four five comics now, so it's not that hard for me. And they're all in my pool, so <laughs> Yeah, a couple of the comics I really loved ended, so it makes it easier. Yeah. Um, the Walking Dead, you mean? <laughs> no, that's still going. No, it's not. Oh, it was the one that's just a weird ended. number to end on then. Yeah. It was like it was one... a black bag, it was like one thirty eight. Yeah. Or something weird. It was it was a weird uneven number. Well, how about that? Um, I also started watching a uh, YouTube series. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Adventure Zone Balance Arc again. It's about D&D, so I started watching uh, some other thing about D&D, because I'm kind of in that hole again. been making characters and shit. And it's, um, it's a college humor thing. Uh, Dimension 20. It's actually pretty good. They got, uh, it's <laughs> D&D, but it's set in like a fantasy high school. So all, all of the characters are traditional, like, tropes in kind of like a uh, breakfast club scenario. I was going to tell you something else, but... Oh, also on YouTube, uh, Katie and I were watching uh, Tan France's uh, Dressing Funny. It's not good. Oh, yeah? It's, uh... I didn't think it looked funny or it's good. It's not... Uh, Tan isn't funny. Tan needs to uh, stick to helping people change their lives. <laughs> It had people that are funny, so you'd think they like Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. And... I mean, this the situation doesn't really lend to humor that well. I don't think. No, it other doesn't. than oh, this looks stupid on you. Yep. I mean, that's what else is there? Pretty much it. So I think we're done with that. We watched two of them today, and we were like, we don't have to do any more of this, right? <laughs> we, we won't. The Adventure Zone's new graphic novel comes out. It was at the comic shop, but I had already ordered it through Amazon. But it was cheaper on Amazon, but I could have bought it right then. So I had a real dilemma the other day. You could have canceled it and then supported small business, you numbnuts. Yeah, but I had already just given them $150. I guess that's true. And I had already bought the, the book for less, but I have to wait till tomorrow. 
So I was very conflicted. I ended up uh, not making a decision. So Skynet wants three copies of it. <laughs> I just bought them out. You saw it at a Walgreens <laughs> later, too. <laughs> but it's murder on the, the train. I forget what it's called. It's not the Orient Express. That's the actual novel. Rockport Limited. Um, but I'm very excited about that. That's kind of what prompted me to start listening to the Adventure Zone Balance arc again. This is one of those things you're just yelling into the void to the people who listen to this and not to me, because I don't know anything you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I understood what a podcast was. Do you know what D&D is? <laughs> what if I wasn't fully aware of what a podcast was at this <laughs> point in this? <laughs> uh, I would be very surprised. But it would also explain why all the podcasts you tried to start didn't take off. <laughs> I thought this was just your heartbeat. <laughs> I thought you were very healthy. Or actually probably really unhealthy. Look at how inconsistent it is. It's true. Sometimes it just goes away for long uh, periods of time. Or sometimes it gets way too big. Yeah. I have very erratic heart rate. <laughs> it's all that mountain dew, man. No, that's what levels it off. Oh, you haven't that's, had enough yet today. That's right. Yeah, I think that's all I got up to this week. It, I have so many comics to read. Yeah, you do. The pile is so big, everyone. There's also a trade paperback of Usagi Ujimbo in there. Which is just as big as the pile of comics. It's a little smaller, honestly. Because it's, it's a trade. It's it's a phone book size yeah, trade. it really is. Remember phone books? Do you kids know what phone books are? Uh, there was one in my driveway yesterday when I got home from work. Maybe the day before. I threw it straight in the trash. It didn't even come in the house. Yeah, why would... Why would we need it? Everything's right, actually, on the it's, you, that's not phone book sized anymore. Phone books are real little now. I guess that's true. They're like the, everybody they're like wants that their name. Size. Everybody wants their shit unlisted, so we stop getting these goddamn robocalls. I don't even know if they have like people's phone numbers in them. It might just be like people with landlines, maybe. Maybe I don't know. I don't think there's a book for like cell phones. It's in no, there's not. But it, I mean, businesses and stuff. Yeah, I think is mostly what it is. What if you need to call the yeah, New York these are the These are the very few people who want their number out there available. Anyway, I think that'll probably do it for this week. Thank you guys very much for listening. We will be back next week with a guest. Uh, watching, what's the name of the next one? I think All it's Might? just All Might, yeah. I mean, I even did. if it's not what it's called, we will be watching All Might. It is, in fact, just All Might. All and Might. yes, we will be watching All Might. Because All Might showed up at the end. He's going to kick some ass. It's actually pretty rad. I'm very excited about this next episode. It wants us to question whether he will be able to defeat Nomu and save the day. I mean, at least enough to be in four more seasons of this. Well, you don't know that he's in them? Yeah, I do. Do you? Yeah, I, I know the internet <laughs> Okay, that's fair. So we'll be back next week with a guest. It'll be fun. Uh, you can follow the show at Failed Pop Culture with no E at the Wait end. Wait a second. F On everyone Twitter. who made me... Who is going <laughs> to make me watch 50 episodes... Of that stupid uh, medieval knights Power Rangers that Sky is excited <laughs> about. There are 50 of them. And as uh, you explained, they're low quality renderings. Oh, yeah. I, I found them. I got them. They live in my computer. But uh, boy, are they real bad quality versions. <laughs> Which means no subtitles. <laughs> yep. So shit's going to get kind of vague. Oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> Uh, I really hope the commercials are still in them. <laughs> I don't think they are. Me too, honestly. The one I was looking at did not have commercials. So. Bummer. Anyway, you can say the things now. I just wanted to tell everyone to go fuck themselves. <laughs> not everyone, because some people sh- voted for Cowboys and Mumesa. It's true. A few people. but yep. I mean, 28% of you, out of the 58 votes we got, 
voted for Mystic Cowboys Knights. Cowboys and Moo Mesa. Nah. Mystic Knights got 38%. I don't know how many votes that is, and I'm not going to do the math right now, but it's more. But not going to do the math. It's the can't. most. I can do the I do math every, a major part of my job. Yeah, then what's 38% of 58, Hot Shot? You could literally say anything. I would. No, that's not doing. That's using a calculator. The calculator's doing the math. Yeah, that's what I would use it to do. Yeah, I could do that. Well, then why did you ask me to do it? Because you said you could do it. Right, because that's what doing math is. It's no, that's just knowing what to plug into the thing. I thought you could do math. <laughs> that's what. That's how you do math. Yeah. Why we have calculators? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Street Sharks got twenty six percent. Cowboys and Moo Mesa got twenty eight. Mystic Knights got 38, and Double Dragons got 9. Poor Double Dragons. You're going to go unrealized for a little while longer. <laughs> but uh, you can follow the show at Failed Pop Culture with no E at the end. You can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. I kind of stumbled through that word, though. So if you want to spell it correctly, otherwise it won't get to me. Uh, you can follow me. I am at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. And thank you guys very much for listening. We will see you next time. There are Mystic Knights action figures. They're just yes. not as cool as the uh, Street Sharks or Cowboys of Mumesa. Street Sharks has some pretty rad action figures. Uh, they're all rubbery and shit. Yeah. Uh, stay frosty, everyone!